Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Friday, July 29th. U.S. stocks ended the day higher in the final trading session of July, marking the best monthly gain for the S&P 500 since August of 2020. The advance came amid upbeat earnings results from some key heavyweight companies, headlined by stronger-than-expected results from Dow member Apple and Amazon. However, Intel and Procter & Gamble both missed expectations and issued disappointing guidance, limiting gains for the Dow. In other earnings news, ExxonMobil and Dow component Chevron topped estimates amid the spike in energy prices and increased demand. The economic calendar was mixed as second-quarter employment costs came in higher than expected. Inflation data continued to accelerate, and Chicago manufacturing activity decelerated more than expected, though personal income and spending rose more than projected, and consumer sentiment bounced off record lows more than anticipated. Treasuries closed mixed following the data, and this week's Fed rate hike decision and the U.S. dollar dipped. Crude oil prices and gold gained ground. Asia finished mixed, and Europe traded to the upside to close out the week and month after reports that the Eurozone's GDP unexpectedly accelerated. The Dow Jones Industrial Average increased 316 points, or 1%, to 32,845. The S&P 500 index went up 58 points, or 1.4%, to 4,130. And the Nasdaq Composite advanced 228 points, or 1.9%, to 12,391. In moderate volume, 4.6 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.8 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil increased $2.20 to $98.62 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price advanced $9.20 to $1,778.40 per ounce, and the dollar index lost 0.4% to 105.95. Markets ended higher for the week as the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 3%. The S&P 500 increased 4.3%, and the Nasdaq Composite went up 4.7%. In equity news on Friday, Dow member Apple, ticker symbol AAPL, reported fiscal third quarter earnings per share of $1.20 above the $1.16 faxed estimate as revenues rose 2% year-over-year to $83 billion, north of the street's forecast of $82.8 billion. Product revenues came in above estimates, with iPhone sales leading the way, while its services revenues came in slightly below expectations. The company did not provide specific guidance, but said it expects sales to pick up in the fourth quarter, while also acknowledging continued headwinds. Shares traded nicely higher. Amazon.com, ticker symbol AMZN, posted a second quarter loss of $0.20 cents per share, including a pre-tax evaluation loss of $3.9 billion from its investment in Rivian Automotive, making it unclear if the figure is comparable to the street's forecast calling for a profit of $0.12 cents per share. Revenues rose 7% year-over-year to $121.2 billion, topping the expected $119 billion. 
The company said despite continued inflationary pressures in fuel, energy, and transportation costs, it is making progress on the more controllable costs, particularly improving productivity of its fulfillment network. Amazon issued third-quarter revenue guidance that came in above expectations. Shares of Amazon climbed distinctly higher. Dow Component Intel, ticker symbol INTC, announced adjusted second-quarter earnings per share of $0.29, well below the forecast at $0.69, with revenues falling 22% year-over-year to $15.3 billion, also well south of expectations of $17.9 billion. The chip company slashed its full-year earnings and revenue outlooks. Intel said, quote, this quarter's results were below the standards we have set for the company and our shareholders. We must and will do better. The sudden and rapid decline in economic activity was the largest driver, but the shortfall also reflects our own execution issues, end quote. Shares fell. Dow member Chevron, ticker symbol CVX, reported adjusted second quarter profits of $5.82 per share, exceeding the projected $5.08, as revenues jumped 83% year-over-year to $68.8 billion, easily topping the expected $58.7 billion. The stronger-than-expected results came amid the backdrop of the spike in energy prices, and the company noted, quote, with Permian production more than 15% higher than a year ago, and now as one of the leading renewable fuel producers in the United States, Chevron is increasing energy supplies to help meet the challenges facing global markets, end quote. Chevron traded noticeably higher. Dow member Procter & Gamble, ticker symbol PG, announced adjusted fiscal fourth quarter earnings per share of $1.21, slightly below FactSet's predicted $1.22 per share, as revenues increased 5% year-over-year to $19.5 billion, just above estimates of $19.4 billion. If excluding the impacts of foreign exchange, as well as acquisitions and divestitures, Procter & Gamble's organic sales would have increased by 7%. The Multinational Consumer Goods Corporation issued full-year guidance that had a midpoint below estimates and noted, quote, as we look forward to fiscal 2023, we expected another year of significant headwinds, end quote. Shares traded lower. ExxonMobil Corporation, ticker symbol XOM, posted adjusted second quarter earnings per share of $4.14, besting estimates of $3.84, as revenues surged 70% year-over-year to $115.7 billion, above expectations of a $111.3 billion rating. The company also noted that its second quarter profit rose 281% year-over-year to $17.9 billion, which was an all-time high, largely driven by the highest energy prices in over a decade, rising oil and fuel production, and cost-cutting efforts. The largest U.S. oil company noted how it helped meet increased demand by expanding oil refining capacity to about 250 additional barrels per day, which is the industry's largest single-capacity addition in the U.S. since 2012. Shares traded higher. 
Second quarter earnings season has shifted into high gear this week, and of the 277 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 60% have topped revenue forecasts, and approximately 74% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 13.8% and earnings up 6% thus far. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, discusses the economy in her latest article, The Thrill is Gone, Earnings Season Kicks Off, how second quarter earnings growth will mark an expected deceleration in profits, but focus will likely continue to shift to the pace at which outlooks are downgrading. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Friday, personal income rose 0.6% month-over-month in June, above the Bloomberg consensus forecast calling for a 0.5% gain and matching May's upwardly revised increase. Personal spending increased 1.1%, north of expectations calling for a 1% increase, and compared to the prior month's favorably adjusted 0.3% gain. The June savings rate as a percentage of disposable income was 5.1%, down from May's upwardly revised 5.5% rate. The PCE deflator was up 1% month-over-month above expectations of a 0.9% rise and following May's unadjusted 0.6% rise. Compared to last year, the deflator was 6.8% higher in line with estimates and compared to the prior month's unadjusted 6.3% gain. Excluding food and energy, the PCE core price index rose 0.6% month-over-month, above expectations of a 0.5% increase, and versus May's unadjusted 0.3% gain. The index was 4.8% higher year-over-year, compared to estimates to match May's unrevised 4.7% rise. The second quarter employment cost index increased 1.3% quarter over quarter above estimates calling for a 1.2% rise and down slightly from the first quarter's unadjusted 1.4% rise. The July final University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index was revised higher unexpectedly to 51.5 from the preliminary 51.1 figure where estimates called for it to remain. The upward revision came as the current conditions portion of the survey was adjusted to the upside, while the expectations component was unchanged from the preliminary estimate. The overall index came off June's record low of 50.0 as current conditions improved solidly, but expectations dipped month over month. The one-year inflation forecast was unrevised at 5.2% in line with forecasts, but was down from June's 5.3% rate. The 5-10-year to 10-year inflation forecast was revised slightly higher to 2.9% from the preliminary read of 2.8% where it was expected to remain and below June's 3.1% rate. The Chicago PMI slowed more than expected, but remained in expansion territory with a reading above 50. The index decreased to 52.1 in July, the lowest since August of 2020, from June's 56.0 reading, 
and versus estimates calling for a decline to 55.0. A softer than expected report came as new orders moved further into contraction territory and production growth reversed course and fell into contraction territory, while employment moved further into expansion territory. Prices paid rose at a faster pace, exacerbating pricing pressures, and supplier deliveries rose at a slower pace to suggest supply chain challenges may begin to ease. Treasuries closed mixed, and the inversion of the two-year and 10-year notes remains intact, with the markets grappling with this week's Fed monetary policy decision, where it raised its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for the second straight meeting, and the markets appeared to take comments from Chairman Jerome Powell as less hawkish. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses the decision in her latest article titled Fed Hikes Rates Another 0.75% Citing Inflation, noting that as inflation is running far above 2%, the Fed is indicating it will likely keep hiking rates despite widespread signs of slowing economic growth. Kathy adds that the Fed is also continuing its quantitative tightening, or QT, program, reducing the size of its balance sheet by letting bonds it holds mature without reinvestment. She points out how the pace of QT will begin to pick up in September as the Fed allows more bonds to roll off its balance sheet. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note closed two basis points higher at 2.89%, while the yield on the 10-year note dipped by two basis points to 2.65%, and the 30-year bond rate finished unchanged at 3.03%. In international news on Friday, European equities gained ground, adding to a strong weekly advance. The markets digested a host of earnings and economic data on both sides of the pond as investors continued to react to this week's Fed rate hike of 75 basis points for the second straight meeting. After yesterday's second consecutive contraction in U.S. GDP, the Eurozone's first read on second quarter GDP showed growth unexpectedly accelerated to a 0.7% quarter-over-quarter pace of growth from the first quarter's 0.5% gain. The surprising GDP figure came even as the region has been threatened by the ongoing war in Ukraine and the ensuing energy crisis, as well as a flat pace of growth out of Europe's largest economy of Germany. In other economic news, Germany's unemployment change rose more than expected for July. The euro and the British pound finished mostly unchanged versus the U.S. dollar, and bond yields in the U.K. finished lower, while the eurozone was mostly lower to close out the day. The eurozone GDP growth came even as inflation has been a main driver of tighter monetary policies and dampened consumer and business sentiment, However, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index finished 1.1% higher. France's CAC 40 index rose 1.7%.
Germany's DAX index advanced 1.5%. Italy's FTSE MIB index rallied 2.2%. Spain's IBEX 35 index gained 0.9%. And Switzerland's Swiss market index increased 0.2%. Stocks in Asia finished mixed in the final session of the week, with the markets continuing to digest this week's Fed decision to hike rates by 75 basis points for a second straight meeting. And yesterday's contraction in U.S. GDP for a second consecutive quarter. Meanwhile, a heating up of earnings season remained in focus, while technology and real estate stocks in China and Hong Kong continued to see volatile action. Some economic data in the region was in focus, with Tokyo July consumer prices coming in a bit hotter than expected, and Japan's retail sales surprisingly falling last month, though the country's preliminary industrial production rebounded much more than anticipated for June. Also, South Korea's industrial production for June unexpectedly rose month over month, and Australia's second quarter producer price inflation moderated quarter over quarter. Global economic data has been hampered by the disruption of COVID-induced lockdowns in the world's second-largest economy of China, and Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article, China's Yo-Yo Economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Japan's Nikkei 225 index dipped 0.1%, with the yen adding to yesterday's gains on the heels of the Fed's decision. The yen has trimmed some of a recent drop versus the greenback to multi-decade lows since March that came as the Fed and Bank of Japan diverge with their monetary policies. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 0.9%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index dropped 2.3%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index was up 0.8%, South Korea's KOSPI index gained 0.7%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index continued to rally, rising 1.3%. In the week in review, U.S. stocks finished out the month of July in positive fashion, rising for the second straight week that was heavy on data and events. Earnings season shifted into high gear, delivering results from some of the biggest companies in the world, and results appeared to come in better than feared, although the headwinds facing the markets, inflation, supply chain, labor costs, the U.S. dollar, and the consumer were apparent in the reports and guidance. The Fed announced for a second straight time a 75 basis point rate hike, commencing one of the most aggressive actions in history to try to cool off inflation, but Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's comments after the decision appear to keep concerns in check that the central bank will continue to keep the monetary policy accelerator floored, as he noted that for the next decision in September, it will be data-dependent in determining its next rate decision. The markets also shrugged off increased recession chatter after the first look at second quarter GDP showed the economy contracted for the second consecutive quarter as inventory, real estate, and government spending weighed on activity. A pullback in the U.S. dollar from 20-year highs likely added to the positive conviction, along with a pullback in Treasury yields, though the yield curve inversion remained. Crude oil prices rose, along with gold. All sectors were higher, led by energy and the defensively-natured utilities, 
while gains for communications services were limited by concerns over the economic backdrop's impact on advertising spending demand and potential implications on subscriber demand. Next week, earnings season will continue to run at a fevered pitch, and the economic calendar will also be robust. July manufacturing and services PMIs from the ISM and S&P Global will likely garner attention, but the labor market could carry the most weight. The Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, will get the ball rolling and be followed by ADP's Private Sector Employment Survey. However, headlining the docket will likely be Friday's July non-farm payroll report, with job growth expected to slow but remain solid. FedSpeak could also command attention, highlighted by notorious hawk James Bullard, president of the St. Louis Fed. Next week's international economic calendar is also poised to potentially move the markets, as we will get a host of global July manufacturing and services PMIs, along with monetary policy decisions from Australia, India, and the UK, which are all expected to increase their benchmark interest rates. Other reports that are due out that deserve a mention include household spending and wages from Japan, producer price figures and retail sales from the Eurozone, along with the German trade balance, factory orders, and industrial production.